I feel like our opener should almost be like the Bill O'Reilly, like, fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. You need to just start saying a bunch of great stuff about yourself. Like, you know, I just got Alex a spa certificate. She really deserves. Deej, are we, are we recording? Sorry. That was supposed to be a secret, guys. I'm just the best husband and father currently out there. Speaking of which. We got Freddie here with us Freddy. as well. Before I introduce our our, our uh, main guest, I'm not throwing I'm not throwing anything around. I promise that's all. Fun. Yeah, Freddie's kind of here, you know, giving us some constructive feedback as we as we if go you through hear this pod. Boo in the background, you know, it's Freddie. So, uh, but <laughs> pleased to welcome uh, the K Hawk Kelly Hawkins, former uh, former PGA Tour employee, yeah. um, who's recently struck out on her own. Sounds like. Sounds like another friend of ours, DJ Piowski, but uh, the K-Hawk was actually the trailblazer in That's this right. regard. That's right. I like to, I'm going to remind him of that forever. It was just by like a month, a month or two, right? But, uh, but I was the first one to take the leap, so. So as far as your background, for those of you that don't know you, um, yep. kind of ex- just explain a little bit about. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Very excited to be on the trap draw. Very excited to be sitting next to Freddie. But um, yeah, so I... My first job out of college actually started at the tour while I was still in school. Went to University of Florida. And so, boo, I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Freddie, Freddie's not a Florida fan. <laughs> not a Florida fan. So, was that Florida? And my last semester, senior year, I started logging golf for the tour, which means you sit there and you watch a bunch of tape and a bunch of footage as they bring it into the system and you write down everything you see. So that was my, my way of getting into golf was to do that. And then I auditioned to be on camera. So I was, being, I was backing up Amanda Balionis on camera too. Okay. So I was watching a ton of golf every day, chipping away at just hours of PGA Tour live footage that are was you being just, Are you just marking it for anything notable that happens? Yeah, so everything. How to go back to, you know, or where to go back to in the film? Or? Yep, so if anytime you see, so great any of the scratch videos where they have a ton of shots of tiger or anything like that, there's a system they go into, they search tiger driver, whatever you can, I mean, it gets really specific and can, that is you all can attach adjectives to mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah. You write out descriptions, okay. which was my favorite part of it. There was always, you eventually just get to the point where you're like, what am I even like one time it was at the, um, the waste management Phoenix open, so, you know, desert, and I had Matt Jones from the native area hit second shot, hates it, repeatedly hits cactus with six iron. Like that was that was the type of stuff you got to write sometimes. So it was a it's lot kind of, of creative writing, but it's also like yeah, trying to be as accurate as possible. But you also right? like need to make it searchable yeah. so that people can actually find it. But and you can tag bluebirds, you can tag stuff like that. But did that for a hot minute and I was, but I was starting my on camera career too okay. by subbing in for Amanda doing takeaways and doing training on tours and getting reps. Is that what you were studying that. at Florida? I actually studied PR okay. and business. I was a PR major and business minor. Okay. And so a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. nothing. Okay. But then I was reporting on all sports for Gator vision, which was the digital 
sports platform mm-hmm. for the university. So I was doing all sports, especially football, but I had interned at Golf Channel the summer before, and I grew up in Ponte Vedra, so I was always super into golf and thought that was kind of the direction I wanted to, to take it in. So Okay. Yeah. So your first, So what was kind of the welcome to <laughs> the tour, welcome to the big time moment for you? Oh, man. Well, definitely the first time I got – so I got to go on camera for the first time to do the takeaway – Sub in for Amanda. I think it was for FedEx St. Jude Classic. It was a complete rainout. Like I had like five shots to pick like from. Nothing like, to talk nothing about. Nothing to talk about. This is my first time on camera, and so they're just like, "You gotta do like, yeah, do it." And so that was my first. That was my first one where I was actually on camera for the PGA Tour, and I felt like I was. I just arrived completely. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But um, that was cool. Oh man, but. Everything kind of changed. So I was logging off, watching a ton of golf. I was filling in. And then things started to shift around a bit when it came time to decide what my next move was. Amanda was leaving. Did I want to pursue taking that role on full time? Or did I want to start traveling and join the digital side and start producing some more and doing social and doing some other stuff? Mm-hmm. And I chose to pursue the route of traveling and doing social and figuring out how to do more stuff behind the scenes. Cause I was also at the same time I'd started the daily rally, which we can get into that later, but I realized how much I really enjoy writing and I enjoy being behind the scenes a lot too. On camera's mm-hmm. fun on camera to me. I mean, I danced growing up. I performed, I did all that you stuff. Feel at home in front and of the so camera. it was super, it's super fun. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a fun addition to what you get to do. But the, the work really happens behind the camera when you're writing and producing your shows and editing and whatever else. So I decided to go the route to keep producing some more, but I knew I was taking on a role where I would be in front of the camera a good bit still. So I felt like I could kind of do both. Okay. Freddie gets it. (laughs) Freddie, you want to be on the microphone, don't you? Hand and mouth. So, so, so your new, your new project, I guess we'll we'll just talk about it now. Your new project, the daily rally, how, uh, Kind of how did that evolve? Where was the initial inspiration or germination of that? Yeah. Kind of so, what has it evolved into? When I was back when I was still filling in part time, and so I, I wasn't full time at the tour completely. Like I worked full time hours, but it was not like completely secure. I didn't really know what was going to happen next, if there was going to be more work, less work, or whatever. And so, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was what I was wanting to do, what I was into, and um, realized. I started reading The Skim, which mm-hmm. was a, it's a news version of what I do. A daily email gives you the rundown of everything that happened in news the day before. And I was reading that, and I was, like, I was so into the golf world at that point, and I was so into golf news and trying to do my job well, my first job. And I realized I was kind of behind on what was happening, and it was the playoffs, and I didn't really know what was happening in football. I didn't know what was happening in other yeah. sports. And there was no quick way to just get what's going on. It's and like you're either fully immersed right, or you're or totally, you're totally out of the loop. Yeah. And, I, and I thought about that a little bit, and I thought about how I think a lot of my friends felt during college where I was reporting on sports all the time, fully immersed in it, and they were wanting to go to games, wanting to cheer for the Gators, wanting to know what was going on, but they were not wanting to – do deep dives online to read Mm -hmm. all these articles and all these stats. And so I kind of would just go, here's what you need to know in order to enjoy this game that we're at. Like here's who we're playing. Here's what kind of, you know, here's what players you need to look for, whatever. And so I kind of put that together in my head and went, this should, 
there should be a source like this where people can have it delivered to them first thing in the morning. Here's everything that happened in game action. Here's some fun off the, off the field stuff. Let's make it funny. Let's make it. Here's quick, a way to be concise. fluent, like fluent in it. It's also entertaining and informative. And, yeah. And yeah. so you can, when you go to work, you'll know what's going on. Yeah. You'll know what to talk about when you're going out to the bar, you'll know what's going on. So that was the whole goal. And that's how I thought of it. But I mean, starting thinking of something like that and then starting it is. Do you, do you have a, a specific target market? Yeah, so like I said, I, I made it and was thinking about my friends when I made it. And so really it's for young 20-something professional women who are going, I want to know what's going on. I don't want to do too much work. I've got too much else going on in my life. But I see the value in knowing about this and, mm-hmm. and, um, and I want to know more. So that's what I originally set out to do with it was to write it for my friends and to have them be able to read it and be good to go. But I, I definitely found that it sort of spread from there. And I wasn't really sure. I wasn't sure how people in the industry were going to feel about it. I didn't know if like my fellow tour employees would like it or if they were too deep into golf and to sports to, mm-hmm. to not really see a use for it. But really what I found is that everyone's busy. Everyone wants to have just a quick recap, make sure they know what's going on before they get out the door. So and I, I don't write it in a way that sounds like I'm talking to anyone in particular. Um, so it, it sort of spread into being for everyone. And I have a pretty diverse audience in terms of age and gender and, and all of that. So um, I think I've heard, I mean. So it's kind of surprised it. you as to how. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by that. I still, and my, my whole theory is that I started writing it thinking about women and men still came and read it mm-hmm. and people of all ages still came and read it. So, well, so I think that's, that kind of leads me to like, it's, it, it's, I find it a little bit ironic that right. you're sitting there producing content, like in just producing content just at large for very specific demographic, many like, but like many of whom, like I watch probably more golf than 99% of people out there. Right. And I'm so overwhelmed by the amount of golf coverage. Right. To where, and if your most loyal fan feels that way, you know, how does it feel to say someone who, you know, really only watches casually, you know, but but like wants to watch the NBA, wants to watch golf, like it's just, there's like content Where do you start? And and that's how I think a lot of people feel and a lot of more casual fans feel and, and definitely my friends started feeling and because you need to give people a reason to watch something, I think, or a reason to care, like you know, one of my best friends who I think she's, she's a pretty perfect example of, of someone who would read the daily rally. She started paying attention to golf because I started working for the PGA tour and she wanted to watch what her friend was, was mm-hmm. doing and into. And her, her boyfriend watched golf, was super into it, played golf. She would go out and play occasionally, knew what was going on, like knew, knew the gist of it, but really started paying attention when I started working for the tour. And then she found, she found certain players she liked. And so it gave her a reason to go, I want to follow this guy. I like this yeah. guy. And then she started playing she more. And then, yeah. And so like, yeah. you just have to give people a reason to watch like, Hey, this is actually kind of interesting and cool. You should watch this. And, and that's, that's all it is. It's just giving people a reason why they should know what's going on and make an effort to be in the conversation. But I found that, you know, I, I set out to create something for women and it ended up resonating with everyone everyone, everyone reads the daily rally. (laughs) (laughs) Many people are saying, and I think a lot of times that's kind of gone awry when sports for women has been done. Cause they kind of dumb it down. They dumb it down. And, and that's been a really big problem. And it's been interesting talking to so many different, either people who do 
women's media really well or than people who are trying to market to women who don't really know how. It's the same problem. Everyone's going, it's a hard demographic because how do you, if you don't, if you don't actually find out what a woman wants to hear or how she wants to be talked to, it's really easy to do well, it on wrong. some level. Like, is it even, I mean, I know technically it's a demographic, but right. It's pretty so broad, right? And, right. and that's where, um, you know, I write it so avid, I mean, avid fans can read it and go, cool. I know what's going on. Yeah. And people who are newer fans can read it and go, I learned something. Yeah. So, but with, yeah, with the women demographic, that's so funny about that is it was like, okay, Oh my God, women like pink women, women, women like lipstick. Let's, let's put these together and, and maybe talk about football once. And we'll and, make the font pink. Too. Right. And yeah, they're going to yeah, love it. And yeah. like, that's just not like, I think because there's not really an option like this, that's quality sports content that keeps women in mind. And that is not explaining. I'm not explaining sports to you. I'm not going, here's what a first down is. Like, I'm just saying what's happened and like yeah. knowing that you're smart enough and can read context clues to figure it out. Well, and the people that are going to be inherently interested in this are going to be, somewhat fluent right like you right to, yeah and and they're gonna they're gonna pick up on it and yeah. and I think that's the biggest thing is like don't treat people like they're dumb and and I always try and go how do I want to be talked to and especially as a woman who loves sports and has made my career out of sports how do I want to be talked to and it certainly isn't having something explained to me like that's the worst and yeah. I don't think anyone likes having something explained to them assuming that they don't know yeah. so that's the whole purpose of it I mean it's it's a pretty simple concept. Like so that kind of leads me to my next, or kind of one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here, because it, it's it's really, uh, A, you've got some funny stories from your time covering <laughs> golf, specifically as a woman. Sure. Um, but also just, you know, so kind of some general themes, because I feel like often we hear from, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but we hear from people, you know, some specific people in the golf media who are women who are like, oh my God, it's just, it's like such a, you know, it's such a, um, you know, a burden right. to cover golf as a woman. Right. Like, is that something that you've, you felt firsthand or more of a nuanced approach to that? Yeah. I think, I don't think I'd call it a burden as much as it's just different than I think what my male colleagues experience. And mm-hmm. that's going to be, I think, in any situation. And, you know, I have friends who work in advertising. I have friends who work in tech. I have friends that also work on, on camera, but in different industries, everyone I think experiences it in a different way. And there's always going to, there's, it's just going to be different. I was the only girl on my team. So I was the only one out there who was walking the course and doing exactly what our job was. There was like what eight or nine of us probably. It's kind of like so, just to go find the action. Yeah. Show people and, what's going on. And right? yeah, I mean, you're walking a ton, you're out there, you're inside the ropes, you're talking to these guys. Like, I mean, it's a very close mm-hmm. proximity job and it's super fun. And I mean, I really liked it and it was, it was fun to get creative with it and think of new ideas and, and try and execute them and have that freedom, especially being with the tour. You have a, you have a lot more freedom. Yeah. So specifically what was your job with the tour? I know we, on it yeah. So I was technically the one that you moved into. Yep. I was a digital producer. And then I also did a lot of on-camera stuff. All the producers would here and there, but, um, I took on a bigger on-camera role typically considering my background. So usually what that meant when I was in the office, it was managing the website, social media. We would do some shows live from, from the desk we called it. And, built stories. So editing very like newsroomy kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but then when you're out on site, you'd go out for about a week and you're creating content out there 
nonstop kind of, and you're having to figure out if you can interview some guys, do some Facebook lives, a lot of live streaming happened because it kind of blew up right when I started. You're kind of at the mercy of the players out there too. Oh yeah. And they're in the mood to do something. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, we, yeah, we can get into that and, and it's, that was a big learning experience for sure. Like figuring out how to approach people and deal with people <laughs> for drinking can, wine. Yeah, can, we, can you top me off please? As I, as I get into the trap draw, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to shy away from the nitty gritty. I brought here. a fine, fine bottle of red wine for us to yeah. indulge in. So one question I've got with just kind of with that job, with what all that entails mm-hmm. is there's so many different social channels oh, yeah. at this point. And this kind of ties into daily rally where, right. you know, like if you're a golf fan, like, you're likely going to follow PGA Tour on Twitter and on Instagram mm-hmm. and on Facebook and on no, but, but I mean like this is applicable to any to right. any sort of organization. Well, you NBA, all... you know, this is a this is a oh, struggle yeah. to where like you know I feel like if, if you're interested in something, you're going to follow all those. But then like, right. how do you avoid how... putting the same thing on all five or six different channels? Great question. <laughs> and I mean that was something that like it felt like every couple months a new channel was coming out that we were working with. I think it's different for every media outlet. For the tour, it's be everywhere. That's mm-hmm. that's what you got to do. But then after a while, you're going, okay, I've done, I've done like five Snapchat stories and it's I've been here for seven days and I, what else, what else do I do? And you had to really just figure out ways to try and think differently. So, so did you guys things. look at like Twitter and Instagram as like? distinct audiences to where you knew you had a very different demographic on Facebook versus Twitter. Maybe I I would say so. I think Instagram was definitely a younger demographic, um, based on some of the engagement you get and everything. Um, Twitter's probably more of like a hardcore, Twitter's a hardcore golf fan audience, but I mean, and that was all, I really enjoyed running those accounts, but you run those accounts when you're back in the office, when Mm -hmm. you're on site, you're doing, that was, that was, I think what I was better at was, being on site and interviewing guys and doing walk and talks and like thinking of different ways to implement interesting stuff on site. That's what I really like doing. Um, Cause it's probably more, more important for the PGA tour than say for, you know, MLB or like any of the other major right. sports leagues because so much of the action happens off camera. Oh yeah. Like there's only, you know, there's only a camera on one guy. At and a time. it's super hard to shoot golf and yeah, I know you have passionate, passionate, <laughs> thoughts about this I have takes yeah save those takes (laughs) we can pause for those takes but um yeah it was that was such an interesting time to be working there because as you're introducing these new platforms you're also having to explain to different players what these platforms like when you go up to a player and you go can we do a Facebook live they're at for a while there they're going wait what (laughs) like what do you want me to do and so it that was a whole social experiment in itself of yeah. how do you get guys to want to do this the with value. us? Yeah. Like what do yeah. we do? And like the first one for me that I actually really enjoyed doing, um, that I felt like, okay, I feel like I have a strategy here or a direction. Um, I did a driver lesson with Tony fee now on the range. Big and tabernacle. It was like, I was just basically, I just stood there the whole time. Like, Oh my God. Cause he would just go, yeah, this is 75%. And it would go like 320, 350, whatever. And then he'd be like, I'm going to give it a little extra. And they're just like hitting the net. And he's like, and that's all I got. Yeah. And you're like, I don't even have any questions. But like, it doesn't even need any explaining. It's no, just, it's like, just like I would watch that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. like I, that one I think did pretty well. And I was going, okay, this is what I think we should be doing. Uh-huh. It's like, what are these guys good at? How can we show? And he's, he's, I love Tony Fino. I'm, 
huge fan and mm-hmm. want to see him win. I think give him a, give him a second. He's in the weeds with the kids right now. <laughs> Let him get out of the weeds, and I think he's gonna win a lot more. But he he was great, and so we found like what is he good at, and it's mm-hmm. and let's focus on that and highlight that. Make him you know, put him in a comfortable environment, right? Where he's just in his element. And there. then you would have some days where you would try and set things up with players, and they would have something come up, and you know mm-hmm. you would go home and go, oh my god, I feel like I did not accomplish anything I set up to accomplish and I tried my best. Like people just shit all over me. Yeah. I just got rejected over and over again. And it's just, that can be a little brutal at times, but you know, it, it was all. So, all right. At the risk of like, you know, you can air people out if you want, but like who was, who else was like really good to work with? Oh man. Yeah. Any inherently interesting story. I love, I like the guy, my favorite players are the guys who were like, mid to late thirties, married, a few kids, just well-adjusted humans. Those are the, like the Matt Kuchers, the Brent Snedekers, like they are the best Matt Kuchers. So I set up Matt Kuchers Instagram for him at Travelers last year. Um, guy in player relations came up to me and was like, Hey, Matt has decided he wants to get on Instagram. Can you go walk with him during the pro-am and create an Instagram account for him? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> Why not? So go up to him, meet him on the first tee at River, River Highlands. And, um, and I was like, okay, here you want to be on Instagram? He's like, yeah, let's just like, I wish I could do a Matt Kuchar voice. I'll pull up Kuchar's profile here. Oh yeah. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if it's dead. He wanted it for the, um, he wanted it for the Olympics specifically. Um, but we're, we're walking Bronze down, medalist, right? we're walking down the first fairway and he's like, I'm like, so what are you, let's get you on social media. And so at that point he had not, he had not specified Instagram yet. And he was like, I'm trying to decide what to do. And I was like, all right, well there's Twitter. And he was like, no, absolutely not. No Twitter trolls not doing it. Like, so, so his first picture, yeah, he's like Tron Carter. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yeah. He's like, I'm not, I've heard of the spicy curmudgeon. I'm not letting myself be Uh available to his takes. So his first post here is that's right. I joined Instagram. Yep. That was posted by, uh, moi. Okay. Yeah. I was like, so, so we're walking down the fairway and he's like, you know, I made sure to get his RBC bag in the background. Yep. Oh, I, I got you. I got you, Cooch. And he was, we're walking up the fairway and he's like, okay, you know, trying to figure it out. I was like, I think he was like, you know, I really kind of want to just I want to write down stuff about this time in my life. Like I want to document where my kids are at. Like I want to like, I want to write about it. And I was like, do you want to blog? <laughs> like, what are you, what are we talking here? You know, he wants to be a photo journal. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we, what are we, golfers journal is launching. I hear shortly. So you should, uh, you should get on that. Cooch. And he, he was going, no, I want it to be private though. And I'm like, so do you want to like a, like a diary? Like what are we, <laughs> what are we looking for here? And, um, and so we settled on Instagram. I was like, I think this is best. You have some, cause he's like, I have some funny pictures and stuff. And I was like, perfect. It's quick. Instagram. It's, yeah. it's like yeah. the easiest one to use. And so his caddy, um, John Wood, who I like a lot, he's awesome. We, he comes up and he's like, all right, I'll help you with this. Cause this is, this is going to be moderately difficult. Took nine holes to like get Instagram set up and like explain to him. And so I got him set up and I was like, okay, like gotta go, but let me know if you have any questions. Here's my contact information. Like gave him my email, like all of it. Here's all your, you're you're like Instagram support for. Yes. I'm like, here's, here's all your passwords. Here's everything. And he was like, great. And I go back to the media center and I'm sitting there and I'm typing on my computer and I just feel this presence like looming over me. And I turn around and Kucher's standing there with his phone in the media center, like in the tent. And he just goes, get this shit off of my phone. 
and I turn around, notifications were left on. And so his phone just is blow, just, just blowing up. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I did not. He was like, what? He was like, what is happening to it? And I was like, I left sorry. notifications on. I'm so sorry. And so we go and sit in the interview tent and he's like, all right, everything you just told me out there. You got 900 and 940 double taps on that one. So, yes. so that's like a yeah, lot coming a lot through to your phone. Yeah. So we sit down and he's like, all right, everything you told me out there, just tell me it again right now. And I was like, okay. So we sat there for 30 minutes in the interview tent. I showed him how to post, I made him like, I posted another picture, then deleted it, then had him do it himself. The whole time Mark Steinberg's calling him. He's just like decline, decline. Like he's going Steiny. to, fi- he's going to figure this stuff out before he leaves. And so we finally like wrapped it up. Cause I'm a little bit worried. He hasn't posted since like September 6, 2016. <sighs> I was, I wondered if he would stay consistent with it. He wanted it for the Olympics and he fell off. Well, a lot I'll, of Olympic I'll check in with him as, as his tech support and see, uh, see if we can get him back on the gram more consistently. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a good story. That's a nice, that was a fun one to talk with him about. Did but. you find that the that the young like that the guys maybe in their first second year on tour were they pretty easy to work with just because they need exposure? Um, yeah, most of the guys who are fresh off the web tour are super pumped to do anything. Like you get a JJ Spawn or like oh, yeah. yes, DJ's getting all hot yes. and bothered over here. Yes, he rocks. He is he's so great. You get one of those guys or a Cody Gribble or whoever. Like they are they're down to do whatever and are super nice about it. And most people are like, keep that in mind. When I say that, I don't mean that anyone was, no one was ever blatantly rude. I didn't, I did not care if you said no to me. Like if you went, I don't have time. I'm not going to go. Right. Right. But like, if you went, I don't have time for this. I'm going to go. That makes sense because you are playing in a golf tournament in Mm -hmm. two days. And I understand that. So like, that's fine. Um, yeah, like, you're, you're, you're like they're, they're, they're at their job. Right. Most yeah. of the time you found, yeah. I found more so that, like, guys wanted to do stuff. Like, most of them are kind of, they're kind of bored on Tuesday and Wednesdays unless they're really working at something mm-hmm. or really grinding it out that they'll be like, yeah, I'll come do the thing, yeah. whatever. Or they're playing in their pro-am. And like, right. And they want some, comp- like, honestly, those guys, a lot of times they're like, yeah. come talk to me, like, hang out. Let's I know you, you're a familiar <laughs> Right, face. right. I've seen you before, but, and so, or a Max Homa, like, one of those guys. Another friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. He, like, those, they're great to yeah. work with. Most guys are, and I honestly did not, I didn't work with the biggest stars as much because they did not have time for me and my little snap face or whatever. And so, but they were all still nice too. Mm-hmm. You just have to know how to deal with certain people. Like some guys are, you can walk up to on the range and go, Hey, let me know when you have time to do this. Let's do this. Right yeah. Right. Some guys you can contact yourself or you can have some communications. Some guys go through their agent. They will do whatever. Just make sure it goes to the agent first. Mm-hmm. And some guys you just, they're not going to be interested in doing it. And that's fine too, because I do think, you know, especially some of the guys who maybe are in their thirties or four, like later thirties or forties. I feel like a lot of those guys, they didn't, social media was not around when they started playing golf. So they're like, I did not sign up for this. Like this was not a part of the gig. Like they're strictly out there to play golf. Yes. Yeah. So, and like, that's fine too. Yeah. I don't care. But most people are super nice. I think that there but just is, go into it with the understanding that, it's your job to at least ask. Yes. You know, and yeah. you're going to get told no a lot. And sometimes yeah. every single person in one day is going to tell you no. And mm-hmm. you go to your your white vacant hotel room that night. And you are just like, I feel like a failure. And you have to just embrace that. So I that. feel like in that regard, and you may have some inherent advantages as a woman. 
I think, I mean, if someone has, if someone is thinking that they want to talk to me more for whatever their reason is, that's yeah, their, not to like paint I mean? all guys as slime balls, right. but like that's you know that's like I mean the way I I I felt about all that because I was the only girl on my team, and so I do think, like you're saying, recognition was a big one. I think they'd go, oh, I know Kelly because I'm like one of a few girls out there, period, yeah. let alone doing this job, and. And so I think that helped. If anyone had any weird, creepy reasons for wanting to talk to me, mm-hmm. that's their problem. And it, you know, you take a you, similar you tack to it with like, it's like Harold Varner's like, yeah, I'm the only black dude on tour, but like, that's not what I want to be known for. I just want to, you know, I'm just doing my Let's, job out yeah. here. But like, I also understand that that's it's an identifier, something, yeah. And I guess the way I always kind of felt about it is if I, you know, if someone, if someone had any reason that was not totally professional for when you talk to me, you just ignore it and set a boundary and mm-hmm. go, you know what? I'm here to do an interview. I'm here to do my job. Great to meet you. Cool. Move yeah. on. There, and there's 125 other guys. Yeah. And, and so I, whatever, you know, that's, like I said, that's kind of your problem and doesn't really, isn't really going to come into effect. Mm-hmm. Try not to let me like affect my work. But most guys, I do think that there is an inherent nature that sometimes I think women can be warmer and more, like, I think sometimes you can get a guy to open up a little bit more and maybe tap into something else because you're a girl that he's talking to. And you're less, like, coldly logical. Yeah, right. Parts. Like, it's just like, hey, man, like, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> it's like, hi, how are you? You know, and I think that sometimes the tone that I think a woman sets yeah. can be helpful. I think that's why women make really good reporters and Mm -hmm. I think men can come in at it from a different mindset that maybe y'all have similar thinking but maybe I can come at it from a perspective of of just bringing out another emotion from the guy I don't know no I see that I see that in my in my day job all the time yeah it's it's like very numbers based and coldly logical but if there's like it's like 75 percent women in Mm -hmm. my little field within hospitality and that's because I feel like women are like less abrasive and like, yeah, you know, more apt to establish more of a dialogue and get people's yeah. buy-in instead of just trying to force something through. Right. Which is, you know, I mean, I I find myself guilty of it all the time. Well, and that's how I always kind of thought about it with my team. That, you know, if there was something that I felt like I might be dealing with on site, and it was because I was a girl, I always thought about everyone has their own barriers they're trying to overcome. And Mm -hmm. for a guy on my team to walk up to another guy and be like, Hey, can I interview for the Facebook live? That might like, they might feel a little more stupid than I do, or they might feel a little bit more like self-conscious about it. stupid. But you know, for me it was, I just think everyone has their own battle and sure. There's probably times that, I mean, golf is a lot of dudes. Well, and that's the other of, thing. It's a like, lot of old school people yeah. running it. And DJ not, always says golf's like five years behind everything else. I mean, it's just, it's just an older demographic. Yeah. And I think it just, it just leans that way. And so, especially when I, I, I feel like I'm making, I don't mean to sound well, like, like a martyr or like, like I did anything that important. On the journalism but spectrum too. Like it's a when lot you're the of first girl out there in this capacity, mm-hmm. there's going to be some people that don't, react weird or aren't sure how to talk about it or whatever. And so for, you know, you just have to take that with a grain of salt. And a big thing is too, that the job is a little lonely. Like you're walking by yourself trying to capture content 
for hours. That's a lot of time to get in your own head about things. And there's a lot of time to go, you know what? And just stew that on guy, guys. That, that guy can't. said something to me. And I, uh, I bet it was because I was a girl. And there's plenty of time to like go down a rabbit hole. And you just like anyone who travels a lot knows that. Like if you're alone for a whole week, like it's. You just do one thing. It's yeah. a weird, yeah. it's a weird headspace, and and so I I learned that definitely during my time that even if someone does do something that you think is not coming from a good place, whatever that means, you have to short memory it and just be like, and it probably wasn't personal, and they've yeah. probably done it to a lot of other people right. too, right? And yeah. it, it probably had maybe they had a really bad day yeah. and they didn't they just didn't even think about it, and so you do have to. I think it takes an extra level of like purpose and going, I'm not going to take things personally. I'm not going to get upset that mm-hmm. even though I had my badge, the guy told me to put my phone down or told me to get outside the ropes, like whatever, like you just kind of have to keep moving on from stuff. Yeah. But it definitely will say like, I mean, if you repeatedly, I, I got a lot of the, whose girlfriend are you and whose wife are you? I, that, that was a pretty common question. And, and how do you respond? I am Tiger Woods' wife. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, I... You just, you just open up a whole other can of worms with that one. At me. <laughs> at me. But... Good, good still available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, you just go, I'm working. The best one, I loved when I would get asked... Um, Isn't that loaded, though, too? <laughs> yeah, right. What does that even... Just let them, let them decide what that let means. Let them do their own thing. Well, that. the best... The one I always loved getting was... Paulina? And I'm like, okay, I'm like, she is the tiniest human being alive. Like, do, I do not look like and Paulina. You, and you're probably clothed. Right. <laughs> no, not responding to that. But the, a good one was to, last year at, um, in Boston at Dell Technologies, Roy was, you know, surging on uh, Monday, final that, round. That tournament's actually in Providence. Oh, yeah. Sorry. TPC Providence. I love Providence, by the way. I really enjoyed my time Great there. Great food at Providence. Yeah. Best lobster roll I've ever so had. So when you covered that tournament, did you stay in Providence? I did. See, that's it kills me. That Do you have a? Yeah, I feel like you have a. It's not like it's closer to Providence. Than yeah. It oh, it definitely is. Um, okay, so Rory was making his move. Whatever. Huge crowd was around. I was wearing a Nike hat that day, and following along, and I could see Erica, Rory's now wife, and she's just super pretty keeps to herself like super nice person and she really does i think keep to herself and it's not about her yeah. no yeah. like keeps a very low profile and especially like, i mean walking in the ropes erica stole like just yell it and you're like no you know and there i was outside the ropes kind of up on a hill trying to get a better angle um down to the green and she was standing probably like five yards away from me and this this teenager comes up to me he's like are you, are you Rory's girlfriend? And I can just see out of my cor- the corner of my eye, she just beelines away. Like, <laughs> you got like, this one, girl. Like, I got you. I was like, I got you. I got you, Erica. And so, I mean, you get a lot of that stuff. Like, Did you find asking. that there was like a, either in, 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 on social media and in person, did you mm-hmm. find that there was like a stereotypical uh, age group of guy that was like the creepiest? Um. Oh no! <laughs> or it was just ran the Oh yeah, like there is, yeah. there is. Um, these are all like this is. Like, I did not think I have not thought about any of these, but it's funny you asking me this. Like I was in this year in L.A. Um, so Harry, my boyfriend, was he met me out there. We were going to Hawaii afterward, and so he's walking along. You know, DJs just 
had huge lead and whole Gretzky clan is out there. And, and so Harry's like following along with them and he's like, this is crazy. And <laughs> so I'm inside the ropes and I mean, there's a ton of them. And so I, and Paulina wasn't there and cause she was chilling in the clubhouse and I wasn't even standing near them, but this guy comes up like, and he was older and he probably immediately regretted it and was like, that was weird. But he comes, I, I'm standing inside, I'm standing inside the rope. He leans over the rope and he goes, you thought no one would see you, but I, you thought no one would see you, but I did. And I was like, what? Like, what does that even, what? And I was like, ha ha. Like every reaction was always, Ah, and, and, and like, ah, mo- and like you know. most of them probably have some like moment of truth to where it's like, oh, holy no. shit, that was creepy. That was weird. That was that was very yeah. uncomfortable. Or they and just like around, slink away. Yeah, right? they're just like, whoa. So I don't. I need to go do some self reflection after that. Yeah. And I turned around and I was like, ah, like I just feel like I would always just kind of make a noise. I was just always like, <laughs> like and ran away, you know. And so that was that was a good old person one. He was like in his probably 70s or so and he just I think he didn't mean it I know what you did last summer yeah yeah I've been watching you I'm always watching you but there would be some of that but you're in a very I mean you're walking inside the ropes there's not that many people like people are going to say stuff to you and it's not a big deal but and I, I mean honestly I liked some of that like when people would go like snapchat or whatever I was like I think that's what I did to you the first time yeah, I saw you at right. Hartford and I mean I was like oh and I was snapchat like story that guy's weird and <laughs> <laughs> no because I like a, a few months like a month prior I think I had texted DJ and I was like, man, if this Kelly girl on Snapchat for PGA Tour does one more thing with that with those damn Wells Fargo horses, like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it, man. As I previously stated, you get to day seven, you're running out of options. <laughs> okay. Oh, I learned that real quick. Nelly, the Wells Fargo yeah, horse, is yeah. sitting on my desk currently. Love her partner in crime. <laughs> I remember you said it to me at dinner in Hartford and I was like, Ouch. I mean, I thought it was cute. A lot of people liked it. The kids well, loved so, it. So is, is that, that's got to be a particular challenge with golf as well, just because it's so, it's so traditional and skews a little bit older mm-hmm. and, and a lot more male than, your tip, than even other sports, right. which, which also skew that way in relation to just general society. But like, uh, what do you think golf's missing in order to like grow that demographic, like grow yeah. women and skew it to younger women too? I think it's the same thing I was saying about the daily rally where just people need a reason to care and different people are going to have different reasons. Different demographics are going to have different reasons for my friends and for 20 something women. It's going to vary. There's going to be, I mean, I grew up in Ponte Vedra. I went to the players every year. I mean, I was a golf fan yeah. and I enjoyed going out and playing with my dad growing up. And, you know, I always liked golf and wanted to have a career in it. So I'm one type of fan and there's, I mean, especially in a place like Ponte Vedra or in Florida in general, you're going to get a lot of female golf fans and a lot of women who play golf and are super into it. A lot of my friends who did not know anything about golf, you know, they love going to the players. They love going to different tournaments because it is a social event and that's, that's fun. And then bonus is they can get into it and start Mm -hmm. caring and start watching. And, you know, you just have to have a reason. So whether it's, and golf is unique in that you have, so many players, like there's, there's reasons like, and I, I tend to think that and a lot of what I found with the daily rally is that women really care about human interest and really care about who is this guy. And whereas I think guys tend to skew more in the direction of like stats and like, it really far. Yeah. And like the, the nitty gritty of things. I know that's how, I mean, once again, as a woman who works in sports as a fan, 
I like to know who this person is. If this person is not a good person, that affects how I feel about them on the field or on the course or whatever. But I also care about what they are doing on the field and mm-hmm. all of that. It's just a different perspective and a different yeah. take. And so I think you just have to take into account other perspectives, which is, you know, that takes work and that takes um, a little bit more research. How would you feel about it if the PGA Tour or, say, Golf Magazine or one of the other publications mm-hmm. objectified men the same way they objectify women to try to reach that female demographic. Like, I've like heard like of just, that. Just like posting topless pictures of Brooks Koepka. Shirtless dudes. Where just... he's just like banging golf balls. But like how, like as a woman, like how silly does that sound? Right. I mean, I guess my answer is like, I don't mind. I don't mind seeing a picture of like Ronaldo shirtless. Like no one's mad about that. It doesn't make me like soccer more well so that's one of my arguments about right. golf it's like it's kind of a bait and switch like right when, when a golf public uh, when a ostensibly what calls itself a golf publication does that and you know and, and then it's like all right well when you flip on golf like you're watching a bunch of dudes play golf or you're right. watching like lpga tour players like playing, playing golf, golf like, right not in, like skimpy attire <laughs> right, like it's right. kind of a bait and switch right you know? no i i mean i yeah, like that that does not compute for me necessarily. Like I don't want to I will say it doesn't make me like I said it doesn't make me like the sport more. The Patriots have the most beautiful team that I've ever seen of men. Like that is a roster right there. But like I'm not going to care to watch them play more. They're also really good at football, so I like watching the Patriots play. Like yeah, and I also don't I don't know if I don't, my brain doesn't, my brain's like snapping right now. Like I can't even wrap my head around that, you know? That's what happens when you get, which in, is when you get in the trap draw. Yeah. Oh yeah. Deep in the trap draw. Give me other funny, like just funny stories about, I mean, it doesn't have to be like airing people out, but just like awkward encounters. All right. Um, okay. There was, <laughs> there was definitely a peripheral character. In golf, he's not a he's not a player or anything, so don't start speculating about. You won't guess who it is, but but he um he was always very nice to me. I actually had some really good conversations with him. Like, yeah, he's a thoughtful person for sure. But he's a fashionista too, right? Oh God, I, I can say that. Yeah, I can say that. Uh, he he wants to be thought of as a fashionista. Sure, sure. So. We, um, we, he would come up and talk to me and whatever. And then like, it became very evident that he had like done his research. You know what I mean? Like, like there was stuff that he would bring up that I was like, that happened to me five years ago. Like I, you should have, you're digging through the archives. Right. Here, you're, buddy. you're lurking it, aren't you? And he, um, and so we were, <laughs> I'm walking, this was a, Travelers was a big week. We didn't even talk about the 58. We didn't talk about anything. It was a big week. We're walking the course, and I run into him, and he comes up and gives me a hug, and I'm like, hey, like, what's up? And he, he was like, oh, you smell good. And I was like, <laughs> trying to play it off, I was like, oh, what? No. Like, I'm out here walking. And he goes, it must be your pheromones. <laughs> I was like, and just, yeah, like, making noise. flew away, yeah. But, like, it, he had to have had that moment where he went, that was so weird. <laughs> like, that was such a weird thing to say. Well, that's got to be really scary when there's people don't have that moment. I hope they do. Right? I just, that's how I, that's how I feel safe, is to think that they have the moment. 
shortly after and go. Did you ever, like when you were on, say, doing like an Instagram live or a Facebook live mm-hmm. or the one that, like the, the, Periscope? Know, like the uh, takeaway thing. Takeaway, yeah. Like, did you ever like read through the comments or like the replies? Well, I like, okay, so I have a pretty strong no responding to comments. Yeah. Decision. It's just in like my nothing, life. nothing good's gonna come out. No. Of it, right? And I, my way of coping with comments is if I feel the need, like if I need to talk about it or if I feel like if it irks me, I screenshot it and either send it to like DJ or to my, my best friend who's, she's on camera for a DJ Piowski, not Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Teach. <laughs> <laughs> I just absorb all your guys' shit. <laughs> yeah, really DJ, can we talk about this? And um, DJ Fihowski running our audio right now. Not DJ, not Dustin Johnson. He's got he's got bigger things like leading a tournament to worry about than my one comment on my takeaway. Um, and if I need to be like, oh, like whatever about it, I like talk about it for a second and then I let it go. But I, I also like my dad thinks they're the funniest thing on the planet. So I would just like go through them and read them aloud, and he would be crying. I'm like, Dad. Baby girl here is like getting roasted on the internet. Why are you laughing? You can't be this objective. Yeah, this about is, yeah, it. like come on, like have my side. And he's like, this is great, you know. And um, but I like stopped. I stopped reading them because I like at first when someone tweets at you that that pops up, like you get a notification. There's no ignoring that. Yeah. I didn't read them on YouTube, but like people would. The best one was, oh my god, on a YouTube video of the takeaway one time. My face is getting so red because I'm like, like flustered thinking about it. This person went, hey, there's something unsettling about her face. <laughs> Do you guys know what it is? <laughs> unsettling. <laughs> like, just call me ugly. Like, don't even, like, that's like. And then he just posted it. And then, and then a discussion, <laughs> a discussion ensued. And it's like, I think it might be her eyes or her mouth. Or her nose. And then unsettling. Some but unsettling. That's, like, that's almost like vaguely. Creepy. Well, like vaguely like sinister. Right. Too. Like, 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 do I look like a psychopath or something? Maybe. Whatever. But then someone else was like, I think, I think it's her eyes. Hope this helps with a smiley face. I was like, help what? The discussion of how weird my face is? Okay, I get it. I look in a mirror. But uh, yeah, you get a lot of that and you just kind of go... I didn't even get that much of it, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't know. But then you get you get the other side of it too. You get people saying nice things about you, yeah. and you just and you have know to, people are watching too. Sure, affirmation, right? You just throw it all in one pot and go. None of this matters, and burn it. That's yeah. that was my mindset. Like, if a guy it's thinks wise. I'm, if yeah. a guy is telling me how pretty I am, or a guy is telling me my face is unsettling, <laughs> burn it all. Don't let it touch you. For somebody whatever. to comment on that. Positive or negative in that setting so is probably wild. coming from the same weird place. In exactly. Here. Like, you still don't know me. Like, you still, like, this yeah. is all very odd. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. What a world it was. <laughs> um, what, uh, I, I think you can say this at this point. What was your least favorite tournament to cover? Not in, and not necessarily because right, of the right, venue, right, 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 just because right. the weather was awful that week. Oh, man, least favorite. It was just very favorite. difficult because... I feel like, oh man, I I had a lot of good ones. Safeway only because it poured rain and was fifty degrees. DJ did not, yeah, he did not stick around for that. So oh, that's that was the only reason. Failed. That's the only reason. Yeah, cat was cat was committed. 
everybody yeah. was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> and um, like the tournament organizers were grumpy, right? We yeah. Landed, not, not, this podcast is not about me. But we landed to like got on the runway, got a notification like. Oh I yeah. Just pulled out of the tournament. I was like, sweet. We were. I fucking flew across the country. <laughs> yeah. So you literally just <laughs> booked another flight. No, we stayed for like a day. Yeah. Well, yeah. plus in Napa, shout out, shout probably the last. Yeah, shout out Max Homa. That was been the greatest. I think the greatest piece oh, of content I was in. Thing? Yeah. The the what was it called? The, the support group. support group. That, that was, yeah. was so fun. You had those big glasses. Yeah, on. I had the big we'll glasses. We'll link to on. that in the yeah. in the post. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was genius by Paul Gutkowski and like it was basically just doing shout it. Out Paul. Yeah, shout out Paul, friend of the pod. We literally did. Straight up, I don't know who Paul is. Yeah, you need to meet Paul. <laughs> No, I know, but I'm just... He's I, a talent. I, like, I want him to be in front of the pod. Oh, I just, I just yeah. don't... <laughs> he's, he's an acquaintance yes. of the pod. Yes. He, um... We, a great t-shirt. Associate. Acquaintance of the pod. We, um... We literally sat there for 45 minutes, like, just doing different iterations of this skit and just try... Like, I want the raw footage of that because it was, it was the most fun I've ever had at work. Like, that was fantastic. Max Homa was fantastic in it. <laughs> Because he was the guy, for y'all that don't know, when Tiger pulled out a safe way, Max Homa got that, got that spot. And so we had a support group, a bunch of media members who were super bummed about it, and Max was in it, and it was just great. So go watch it. Plus, like, the last thing you want to do in Napa is, like, work. Go to a <laughs> Yeah. Work, right? right. I know. My sister was up, because she was in San Diego working, and she flew up. She's good friends with Megan Lingmurth, um, David's wife. And so they were just running around to wineries all day. And I was like, I'm going to go stand in the rain in 50-degree weather and take a slow-mo swing of Phil Mickelson real quick. I'll, be, I'll pick you all up and drive you home. So, But that is, no, that is not a reflection of the tournament or anything like that. Purely a weather thing. Yeah. Uh, worst, best and worst celebrities at Pebble. Ooh. I feel like this is something you can be honest about. Yes, I can be honest about this, and the worst one is like not even that bad. Because um, if you're a Delta Bravo there, like you de- like you deserve to get called to task a little bit. Yeah. So best. Oh man. Okay. So I interviewed a a few of them, which different ball game interviewing actual celebrities, not golfers, because they do your job for they you. They know how to play the game. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Like you sit there and you're just like, uh huh. <laughs> like it's they're great. On. They're, yeah. It's great. Um, I interviewed. Let me think about who I interviewed. Kelly Rohrbach, the she's SI model and and Baywatch and all that. She was she went to Georgetown. Super good golfer. Really liked her. She was awesome. Like we just kicked it for like five minutes. She was really nice. Larry the Cable Guy. What a what a treat. What a treat. He just he's. He's everything. He played um, a few groups behind me at the BMW charity. I think I think he plays literally every charity oh, yeah. pro am. He's just there possibly, for the buffet. Yeah. He's just he's just in line for the buffet. But he was super nice. Josh Dumel. He's pretty dreamy and he was really nice. Man. What about Kenny G? I did not get to interview Kenny G. That was a bummer. But I will so most of them are super nice. Like I mean a lot of the big time actors were pretty cool and um, Aaron Rodgers didn't want to talk. Peyton didn't want to talk. Uh, Mark Wahlberg did not want to talk, which is fine. But they weren't like weird about it. Yeah. You know who was super weird about things? Justin Timberlake did not want to talk to people, and like that's fine, whatever. But he, like, there was a great moment. It wasn't to me. I was just watching this. This local news reporter. Um, she and I were like, like 
we were in the bathroom and talking or whatever, and you know, like girls do, put on their makeup. Yeah, you know, I'm just like trying to look good for the cameras, and she's like. I've got to go. I have to get one soundbite from JT, and he hates talking to us every year. And I was like, "Oh, that's so he's like this every year." Yeah, too. Uh, I think so. And I was like, "Oh, that's a bummer." And she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna like we're gonna go for it." And so he's walking off the range, and I see her like it looked like TMZ. She was like, "Just in a few words, like whatever." And he literally went ah, and he's like, like arms He just like because you're the highs. Yeah, and and ran away. And she was like, "Whatever, I tried." Like. You can't, and he and he told that he was like, I'm here to play golf. Like I don't want to do anything else. But I, it's I, a pro am. Yeah, bro. I I agree with you on that for sure. And you've kind of, you represent yourself as like, the new, it golfing celebrity. Yeah. Too like you try to be kind of the face of right. celebrity golf. Right. So that's a little bit disingenuous. Um. So I was bummed about that. That's not. I still love you, JT. I'm not trying to call you out, but he he did not want to talk. But Ray, he wasn't whatever. Ray Romano. Ray Romano, he said something hilarious. And, like, I'm I'm a sucker for Ray. Like, we were on – there was, like, a ton of fog. And he, like, hits it into the fog. And then I can't remember who he was playing with. I think I have a picture of it somewhere. And, like, the pro hit a really bad shot. And he said something – like, it was not even like, – like, there was no comedic effort there. But he was like, now you know how I feel. And I was like, oh, my God, Ray, you're so, like – you're hilarious. Like, I just immediately, like – did uh, Brady play this year? No. Brady didn't play. He was concussed, I think. Uh-huh. Ooh, or was he? We don't know. <laughs> he was winning. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That, that would have that been inconvenient for him. You don't want to talk about that. Ew. I'm a Falcons fan. Ooh. Oh, yeah. they, had, they had the parade like a block from our place in Boston. And just stewing and like a oh, I, I went out and went to the... I'd never seen a championship parade before. I grew up in Atlanta. And in 95, <laughs> we lived in Toronto. I haven't either. So I never... Like, we were gone when the Braves actually won the World Series the one year. And then, sure enough, like the most devastating loss in Super Bowl history. And the parade goes a block from our place. So I wore my... my Ray Buchanan jersey. And went out and uh, and just soaked it up. And actually people were pretty merciful on me. So but no anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, Chris Berman. Chris was yeah. Oh yeah, first name basis? Yeah, oh yeah, Chris, okay. me and me and Chris. Um, no, he was there. I didn't talk to him. Um, but he was around. He was very gracious with his time. He did a lot of interviews, from what I could tell. So is there is there like some is there a bond of some sort between when you see some of those local, uh, you know, local reporters, like local field reporters grinding. that are out there grinding and probably making like twenty five thousand like, dollars right, a year. Right, you're like, oh, man. and they're like, oh man, I would love to be in her shoes. Yeah, like, but I'm here, also right? like everywhere, literally everywhere I went rained, and so I'm just standing yeah. in the rain. She's at least got an umbrella. So we just give a sign of solidarity. She's got a truck to go it back is true. to. I will say this on the talking about being women, women in golf and out on site. There is like a small amount of solidarity that happens when you see. I mean, because yeah. when I'm saying I'm the only woman out there, there are women in communications. There are women producing. There's women writing. Like there are women out there. I'm saying specifically for my role, there is a little bit of solidarity where you're like. Look out for each other. Got your girl. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's a, it's fine, you know, but there is definitely a couple. Like, and especially I think. A lot of, like, if a local reporter came in and she didn't know where, like, if she saw me, she would be like, where do I go? And I could at least give her some guidance there. So Mm -hmm. it was nice. I think, like, that's why you need to have more women on site. Make people feel welcome, you know? For sure. So. All right, so leading into that, trying to get more women out there. Sure. 
the women that are out there, in your opinion, who's doing the best work? Or We're talking all sports? We talking yeah, all sports. And, yeah. and, and really, who's doing great work regardless of, you know, they, they just happen to be a woman. Right, you know, right, 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 right. I got you. Um, I, so one of my mentors is Laura Rutledge. She's on ESPN. She's on SEC Network. And she's, she was um, sidelined for a college game day last night. And she's a UF grad. Uh, she was a few years older than me and kind of would give me some guidance. She is such a professional. She's so good at her job. Um, definitely check out Laura. She's, you're going to see her everywhere. Like she's blowing up. Um, big fan. Let me think about this for a little bit. Big fan of Sam Ponder. I always think she's doing great stuff. Um, like Sam Ponder's a great example. Mm-hmm. As soon as she starts talking, you're just like, holy shit. She, this, she knows, she knows what she's talking about. Right. It's sad that like, yeah, you wish there wasn't that barrier there, yeah. but I think the more women who are out there doing amazing work yeah. and who are, um, you know, just killing it, that barrier is going to hopefully start to go away a little bit more. But I think there was, you know, there was a little bit of that. There was a couple of writers who wouldn't really talk to me, and then I think they saw me consistently out there, consistently working and grinding and not, like, like treat, not, actually doing the leg work. Right, not, not treating it like social the, hour or anything. Like and I think, ceremony. Yeah, and I think then they, they started talking to me, and then we... You know, it, getting to know some of those people out on site was really fun. The Jason Sobels and Doug Ferguson's who, like, I never necessarily thought I would form a bond with or would have much, mm-hmm. like, you know, those guys work really hard. And it's, um, and I think that, you know, you, you just get to know people better. And I think I'm the same way. I'm the same way about anyone. Like, it's like real just want to see. Real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just want, you want to see some credibility in people. And yeah. I don't blame, I don't blame them for that. Um, and I think that's where, like, you know, that some of that unconscious bias too comes from like, there are a lot of sideline reporters who mm-hmm. got their job because they're right. attractive well, and females. And I'm not saying that most of them didn't work hard to do that, but well, like, and to, to speak on that a little you know, bit, there's a lot of people in place who are hiring for those positions that that's what they're doing. Exactly. And so like, it's not really anyone, like it's the people who are making those decisions who I go, you're perpetuating something weird or you're like, and when you would get some of that, I always kind of felt like, wait, what, what are we even talking about here? Like, it's like, you're, you're incentivizing the wrong things and your products suffering because of it. Right. And I mean, Hey, I think everyone wants to look good on camera. Everyone wants to feel good about how they look like that's the bottom line. And you shouldn't be penalized for being attractive. Right. Pretty like either way. And and there's some people who go like, I mean, there's people who've said, I just want to say to me one time, you know, I, I, I take unattractive women more seriously on camera. And I was like, okay, so I can take two things away from this. One, you think I'm unattractive and you take me seriously on camera. Two, you think I'm attractive and you don't take me seriously. Like you just made a very losing <laughs> yeah. comment to me, you know, Pretty black and yeah, white like this, yeah. this sucks either way. And yeah. I think that there's, there's some of that. I mean, I don't know. I, I like you said, there's so much out there. There's so much content out there. I kind of block out stuff I don't care about. And so there's a lot of like the noise that I just kind of go, I, I can't, I can't deal with this. But then you see someone up there like, like Doris Burke at the oh. NBA finals, freaking. I kid. worship Doris She's Burke. Am- I mean, like I fell, I fell in love with her a few years ago when I saw it was NBA finals and she was working that trophy ceremony show me a harder job to do on camera than that. No, and she's asking, like, she's like, I'm going to get a yeah, real answer out Yeah, and she gets them, LeBron. and they are in yeah. celebration mode. Like, I mean, yeah. and she, but she, they, they love her. She's basically, and, like, and telling LeBron's mom to shut up. Yeah, so she can she's like, I wait, wait, can it wait, you know? And <laughs> I, I think she's just so good. And I read, there's a really good long-form piece. Um, I read, I'll send you guys, uh, if you all want to share it with 
the listeners um, about her, and she's just humble pie. Like, she's so great, and um, so I like her a lot. I was blown away when people, like, people a few years ago were, they got mad when she was, you know, when she first started doing the actual color commentary on NBA games, on regular season NBA games. Right. I'm like, I don't care if you're a man or a woman who, like, I just, just, yeah, some good insight, that's kind of crazy to me, I think. Because, yeah. I mean, so much... To so not much, even give her a chance. Because, well, so much of yeah. the time, like, some of the guys who are doing that, they didn't play professional. Like, they don't necessarily have a no. better reason to be there than, like, did you watch more basketball growing up than she did? Like, probably not. Mm-hmm. And and so that that's the one that gets me about that, is I will never have as much insight as someone who played on the PGA Tour. And I'm never going to claim to. Like. Yeah. You were out there playing on tour. I literally cannot do that. So you're going to have a better take on some things. I can bring what I bring to the table and color or whatever that is. I'm never going to pretend that I, I'm not as good as you. It's when people who, like, we're the same age and we grew up the same, like, what makes you think you know more about it than I do? That was always, that's that's where I get a little, like, okay, yeah. Let's all pipe Everybody's down. got their own yeah, backstory. Like, and, and sometimes we'll get comments like, oh, like, we can't forget that like Kelly actually likes golf. And I'm like, what would I be doing here if I, yeah. like, no one in their right mind would have this job if they did not enjoy golf. Well, and there's, golf. A, there's a place for both. <laughs> there's a place for both sides of it, too. You need the, you need the people that played on the PGA Tour or played in the NBA that are, you know, that are, that have been in the heat of the battle, but you mm-hmm. also need people to make it real for the percent of us who didn't play on the PGA tour. And this is the fan perspective and all that. And it's like, and we're all much closer to your perspective than we are to say, you know, somebody like, you know, David Duvall or like Randall Shambly, like somebody, you know, and they're going to say stuff that you're like, wow, that's amazing. I never would have thought of that because there's no way I could have thought of that because I was never in that situation. But I think there's a place for everybody. It's like, I, I think somebody totally underrated, woman is totally underrated in golf, Judy Rankin. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Like, I, I wish she would get more exposure on PGA Tour telecasts. Yeah. Like, she's so objective and Judy's so awesome. fair. And, like, I always learn something from her. Yeah. You know, she's always got, like, just really cogent analysis. Someone got, I think she's a really good interviewer, mm-hmm. um, and that's mostly where I watched her stuff was Kay Cockrell. She yep. covered a lot of web.com and she would go talk to these guys. And I always felt like it was just smooth. Like she would get the questions in, get them out, throw it back up. Like she seemed, she was very professional. I, I talked with her one time um, and she gave me some advice and stuff. And she's, she's really cool. I like her a lot too. Cool. Well, Kelly, I appreciate you coming Thanks on. Thanks for having um, me. Everybody daily rally. Yep. How can they sign up? Go to the dailyrally.com and you can sign up right there, put your email address in and you'll start getting daily rally every Monday through Friday at 6 30 AM. Give you everything you need to know in sports to get out the door and do other things with your life besides read about sports all day. Cool. Well, uh, um, <laughs> that's our official tagline. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to following it and, uh, hopefully everybody got something out of this where you have a little bit different understanding of uh, yeah. some of the inherent <laughs> I don't know if I made any sense at challenges all, of, of you know just whether yeah. just just being a woman covering golf there's not a whole lot out, yeah. out there and final final statement on that I feel super lucky to have been given that opportunity I learned yeah. a lot from it anytime you know we're talking about anything that's hard or difficult that is all relative and very lucky to do this for you know, my living or to have done that for, for a few years and to now be able to break out on my own and, and start my own thing. So super thank, super thankful to the tour and all the players who, 
you know, worked with me and who were wonderful to work with. And um, now we're moving on down the road. Because really, on the whole, they helped you be successful in that oh, yeah. role to where you develop right. the skills to start your own No, it was, yeah. it was a wonderful job. And I had an overall extraordinarily positive experience. I think most people who work in golf do. So. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Kelly. Thanks, guys. Block dead.